Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the International Buzz, the podcast for international students by international students, sponsored by the Office of International Education at Emporia State University. This is your host, Nash, and along with my co-host, Laura, we're very excited you're joining us this week to chat with another guest and hear their take on international life at ESU. Before we begin, I'd like to remind you that you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at ESUOIE and on Facebook at Emporia State University, Office of International Education, to stay up to date about upcoming episodes and guests. As always, special thanks to Ramiro and Irene from the music department for the music you can hear during the intro and outro of this episode. Without further ado, let's begin. Welcome back, everyone. We're so happy to have you back this week. Um, we have a very special guest today with us. I feel like I'm going to say that about every single guest that comes to the podcast because I'm always so excited to like talk to everyone. Um, and actually, this is going to be like a new conversation that I haven't had before because I haven't met the guest until right now. And that is Carissa. Hi, Carissa. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Nash? I'm doing great. You know, I'm just really trying to um, stay warm because oh, yeah. this has been a record week, so I hear. Like, a record week? What do you mean a record week? Is apparently, it, it hasn't it been cold? Um, so cold for so long. Usually, we have, or what am I saying? We have, like, I'm from here. <laughs> but <laughs> in Kansas, so I hear, there hasn't been below freezing temperatures for this long in a while. But I guess we can ask <laughs> the native. <laughs> Which is Carissa, if my facts are true, I don't know. I, the last time I remember it being so cold for so long, Kansas, Kansans actually had a name for it. It was Ice-mageddon of 09. What? <laughs> and it was just a really bad ice storm and it stayed in the negatives for weeks. Like weeks. two, yeah, two like, weeks. <gasps> it was really bad. But other than that, it's just like a very cold day here and there. And then it's Kansas. You wait five minutes and the weather will change. But this week has not been like that. <laughs> right, right. And I'm, I'm starting to, that Kansas thing is kind of rubbing off on me because I think we had like a day, like two, three weeks ago, like it literally like, I think it rained, there was snow, and then there was like sunshine. And <laughs> I didn't even question it. I was just like, eh, it's another day, you know, like. Oh, thank Kansas. <laughs> yeah. So I just like. That's yeah. so funny. Actually, like, I thought it was going to be like this because I had I came with no expectations because, like, this is my first proper winter in Kansas. I had always left in December. So, like, early December. So, I, I it got a little bit cold, but not, like, this cold. Not, <laughs> what, what was it? Ice. Ice Mageddon. Ice <laughs> I feel like you guys have names for everything. You just name everything. <laughs> we have to differentiate all of the not very exciting events I feel like <laughs> but I feel like that's yeah that, that comes across for like everyone in the states like you guys have very unique you name things like it, events and like little catchphrases and they have to have a name so people like know what they can't be explained they just have to like have a name mm-hmm. yeah pretty interesting. much <laughs> interesting right so uh we would like to dive into the podcast I guess that's my <laughs> <laughs> saying dive in but anyway um Carissa, we want to know where you're from, um, what you're studying, and how long you've been at ESU, and where you're working. So, basically, story, yeah, 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 just, yeah, we just want to know you. Yeah, we're nosy. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, so my name is Carissa McAfee. I am actually originally from Chase County, which is a very small town about 30 minutes south of Emporia. 
Um, I lived there for 10 years and then I moved to Northeast Kansas, um, about an hour and a half away from the largest city in Kansas. It was called Nortonville. Um, that was my town's name. <laughs> um, and so I spent the next 10 years of my life there. I came to college when I was 18. Uh, I wasn't sure if I wanted to come to Emporia because it seemed small and unimportant, but the my parents made me come on a visit here, and from the first time I stepped on campus, I knew it was where I needed to be because people were kind to me, people cared about my personal journey, uh, and that's what really mattered to me as someone who's going to spend uh, formative years of my life at this place. So I came into college, I always knew I wanted to be some sort of business major. I really like to be creative, I really like theater and the arts, um, but for me, I just knew I wasn't going to make a career out of it, so I wanted some way to make money with what I was passionate about. So I did a dual major in marketing management, and I minored in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. um, with oh. that, I was able to pick and choose and um, still do my artsy stuff, but make sure that I had that background that I thought I needed um, to go into advertising eventually. Oh. Now, I am not in advertising. <laughs> gotcha. Yet. I, yet, yes. I graduated in May of 2020 um, in the midst of everything. And so I, um, I was very fortunate to get a job as the graduate programs coordinator in the School of Business. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. It, it was really awesome. I'd worked there as a student. Um, honestly, I didn't have a very strong resume, but um, I used a lot of the skills that I learned in the School of Business and somehow nabbed the job. So very well, grateful to them. There you go. Them. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. It was really awesome. And then I also started my instructional design technology master's because I wanted some technical skills. Yay, go IDT. Yes, IDT. <laughs> Do you guys want me to leave? <laughs> you are no longer invited. No, I'm just kidding. He was just like, yay, master's. Yay, <laughs> master's. There we go. So, yeah, I'll finish that in May, and um, from there, we'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, Emporia has given me a lot of opportunities to mm -hmm. kind of learn the things, um, do entrepreneurship, get the skills I need for the workforce, and continually learn, as I think is really important to do. So, yeah, that's that's my story. Awesome. So what do you do in your job? <laughs> I'm just like, I, I'm like, what do you do? Yeah, that's the thing about jobs. They always have these very, like, beautiful titles, but they don't mean a lot, <laughs> is what I've noticed. Or they don't mean what they sound like they mean. So as a graduate programs coordinator, um, I basically look at all the applications for people who are interested in getting a master's degree, whether it's master's of accountancy, a master's of business administration, or we have a new program, master of science and in information technology. Um, so very um, smart, very um, high level type of study as yeah. all masters are, um, but I just make sure people have the background. If they don't assign them prerequisites, make that final decision of who can come in and but it's flexible uh, it's very flexible okay. yeah I try really hard to work with students to if, if you don't have this GPA then I'll take a resume I'll take a statement letter I'll take whatever like you have and try to get you into our programs because oh. we're all about being open and being accessible and affordable education so I make that decision, then I guide students through our programs as an advisor, make sure they've got all their classes, they can graduate on time, all that fun stuff. Isn't that weird? Like, you know, being like a, you know, like a role, not a role model, but like a figure of power, so to speak, to students when you were just a student yourself? It's very weird because almost 
all of the people I advise are older than me. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but it hasn't been too bad. Um, I Especially on-campus students who are the people who choose to do their master's pretty soon after their collegiate experience. Um, I know them well enough. They know me. So it's it's very nice. They We respect each other in our roles. And as for our accelerated program, which is a lot of um, adults who come back after being in the workforce for a while, they don't necessarily know because I talk to them on the phone. So (laughs) I've adopted an adult voice. Um, So I'll bring that out every now and then. (laughs) Yeah. Is that weird for you to enact? Because you also work with a lot of students that might be older than you. Yeah, that's true. And like, um, like what Chris has already said, like some of the students, I actually, you know, ask her for her take because, you know, get a lot of uh, MBAs, MSIT, um, and then I think it's, what's the other program? Accountancy. Accounting, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just have to I ask her, like, is this student, you know, credible? <laughs> or, you know, for the, yeah, for the, for the program. So, yeah, and sometimes, yeah, people are much older than I am, but, you know, I just try to be as nice and helpful as I can and hopefully get them over the bridge and yeah. into the program. So, yeah. That's something I always find interesting. Like, for example, I, I, I feel like as international students, especially coming here to the States, it might happen in Europe too, but um, people try to be so formal or, like, we try to be, you know, like, in our best behavior, writing emails. There's these, like, very thought-out emails. And then when people call me, like, Miss Laura or Miss Barron, I'm like, who is that? <laughs> I am a child. You're older than me. Stop. And I get so, like, oh, should I? Like, I can't act. I, I can't fulfill this image that you have of me of like this old mature adult. No, if yeah. you look at me, and I feel like it's happened this semester. Like people meet me or over Zoom or in person, they're like, "You're Laura, <laughs> <laughs> you're Laura Parent, Miss Laura." And I'm like, "Yes, I know. I look like I'm 15." So. Yeah, I can, I can relate with that too because like even having students like, and I think that's some part that I find like really fulfilling in this job that I do is. You know, a student starts off with questions, and then you walk them through the application process. They do what they have to do, and then eventually they show up, and then you finally see each other. <laughs> so it's it's yeah, and then people you know probably think maybe I'm much older than I am, and when they finally see me, they're like, oh, <laughs> so we're both students, you know, that kind yeah. of feeling, like you know. Yeah. So it's it's funny and like some of the emails I receive it would be like professor. Oh, yeah. doctor! You know, and I get the doctor. <laughs> I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I, I'm far from that. So. Oh wow. Yeah. Because I feel like man, we don't really know the concept of graduate assistance. Mm-hmm. Like back home, we don't have that in universities, and we wouldn't imagine someone that would be affiliated to the university as a student and then as a worker at the same time. They're like one-off cases, you know, like, oh, this really smart person just got hired right away. But then we don't think like every, like here, every single department has one. And that's something I didn't even know, you know, like I didn't know that, for example, the teams had GAs and that those were like the, the people who helped the coaches. I just put that together. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, It's really interesting to see how there are many international students who are GAs here because that's something that, I don't know, I, I appreciate the diversity that that brings in. Yeah, definitely. I know for our GAs in the School of Business, um, a lot of them, so they're always master's students in BA and SIT. 
Um, but it was really nice because since those GAs help with undergraduate classes and especially the hard ones, finance, statistics, it's nice when some of them come in and they have that special emphasis and they mm-hmm. understand it inside and out. Because especially with Americans, I've noticed like finance and statistics are very scary. <laughs> Numbers. <laughs> and not scary, a lot of people yeah. pursue them with a with a passion. So it's really nice to also have that expanded group of people where you can say, oh, you're really good at this. Now you can help other students to become really good at this. So that's been kind of really nice, yeah. too. <laughs> Even especially like the students who have been students here and then move on to be like GAs. Well, I mean, yeah, it does kind of come for you, but like in a different field. But for example, if like they stayed in, they stayed in the same department because they've already taken the same classes. Mm-hmm. So they know like the professors, the gist of things. Um, and so it might be like easier to, because I feel like, yeah, every department picks according to like, for example, here in the office, we're all international. Right, right. The three of us are in very different backgrounds. It's not like, oh, we're only going to bring people from Zimbabwe. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Nash. No. <laughs> You're stuck with the Colombian. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's something that I didn't really know about much about until like this year. Until I was a GA. <laughs> gotcha. Until you dove in to oh, yeah. from Minashi. Dove in. Let's dive hey, hey, People enjoy working with me. It's, it's a party. It's always fun. Okay, so um, you are uh, doing the IDT degree, um, and you're also working full-time. What is that like? What is that work, life, social life, balance (laughs) that you have? Um, It's honestly been a lot easier because of the pandemic. Mm. Um, I have a much smaller social life. But also, when I was in my undergraduate, I... I took full advantage of being a college kid. I was uh, I was taking 15 to 18 hours every semester because they were affordable. I was um, president of a, an entrepreneurship club I started. I was in a sorority. I had a leadership position there. I was in sign language club and um, we have a sign language humanity. club. We do, and it's amazing. <gasps> Dr. Kessler is the best person in the world. <laughs> that is my <laughs> plug for that. Honestly, I didn't know we had that. That's so cool. I need to, like, look into that. They're having meetings on social media right now, so, like, anyone can join, and they mm. encourage, like, community participation. Um, but it's really cool. And American Sign Language is really cool. That was the first alternative language I learned. Um, not that I've learned a lot, but I've, like, tried to learn some. Um, but sign language is really cool because it takes place in a very physical realm. And so when you set up a story, you have to set it up physically. Um, and the rules are very, the grammar rules, every language has grammar rules mm-hmm. and sign language is no exception. So it, it's just fascinating to learn about all of that. And um, the, the faculty mentor does a great job. Um, he's worked with deaf populations for his entire career. So he knows um, what is appropriate, what's not appropriate, um, what signs are um, Englished and which signs are true American sign language, which is, there's a very big difference. So awesome learning opportunity and we have whole classes for it (laughs) by the same professor but yeah but um back to no totally good I my track or my mind goes off track easily so I have to remind myself to do to go back again as well (laughs) um but I basically I did a lot of stuff and I was always doing things and I love being busy and I love having way too many things to focus on so going from all of those things to a job 
and a master's degree actually was a lot easier than <laughs> than I thought it would be. And I really enjoy the classes. I enjoy working on the projects um, and I can really get lost in the projects. So once you find that little niche, and I've been really lucky that my professors have let me turn the projects in my own specific spin. Um, while I'm not a teacher, I've been using it in a business track. So I use a lot of things for my business track and my passion, which is helping students with disabilities. And so when I'm able to focus on my projects like that, it's it's not work, it's fun and I enjoy it. And then at work, I've also been able to implement some of my projects into my job to help with our marketing efforts, um, to help with recruiting new students, especially during COVID. IDT is really helpful since it's all technical. Yeah. Um, so I've been, to, yeah, <laughs> I've been able to blend it and it's been really nice. So. Yeah, that's 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 awesome, and I can relate to a lot of what you you said, and mm-hmm. I've even tried to use well, this keyword "try" <laughs> um, in my job here, my mm-hmm. IDT skills, <clears throat> especially like um, semesters before when we, <clears throat> excuse me, when we had to transition online for the um, uh, student ambassadors orientation, basically, mm-hmm. and we had to train them, but we couldn't be in the same place, so I was kind of tasked with training them online and I was using all these skills that I've learned in IDT uh, to try and, you know, use them in that. But I can't see that. But I'm actually glad that you said that, you know, once you find your niche and um, you enjoy what you're doing, it's not as much as like a super workload, should I say. And it's definitely manageable because I've heard so many people say like, oh, I'm working. I just have no time for school and stuff like that. So um, I guess to get that positive rapport is, 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 is can encourage someone, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to hear that, that, that kind of thing. So, yep. So moving on, uh, we've talked about obviously what you're doing here at ESU and uh, your uh, current job. Um, but what most do you love about Employer State? Because you've been here for a while. I feel like you've ex- <laughs> you must have had it to explore it all. Yes. Uh, we, we do this thing, actually, the ambassadors, um, for they give tour guides, or they are tour guides. They give prospective students tours of campus, and they'll put on alumni events. They have all of these traditions, this giant list of traditions that you can do, Um and I don't know if this is my favorite thing, but it's definitely helped me to learn the most. And so there's all of these things. There's all of these historical places in and around Emporia. And so you have to go visit them and take a picture with them, learn a little bit about them. Um, and that's how I learned just how deep-seated Emporia State is. And so we've got, like, we've got this historic bridge. We have this zoo when a city our size has no right having a zoo. <laughs> but we do. We have this very famous author and editor who is from this town. Um, we have all, we have this beautiful bridge on campus that has a really fun tradition. Um, they say that if you take your, your partner, your significant other, onto Wooster Bridge at midnight and you kiss, you'll get married. And so, like, finding out fun... Is that... A, why am I only now here? Yeah, they're, like... They're <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that one. I know that one. That, wow. They're just so fun. And yeah. I feel like a, a lot of campuses have them, but Emporia State's worked really hard to bring them to life. So I just... I love how relevant Emporia State makes itself. And also just the freedom that you have. Like, I've, I've been involved in a lot of things, and I've had the freedom to pursue what I'm passionate about. I've, um, I've had these mentor professors, I've gotten research grants, 
Um, so for example, I applied for a research grant my senior year to um, do this project I've been working on for a long time, and it's an, an adaptive arts program for children with functional disabilities. And now that sounds like a whole lot of word, um, but basically it was bringing theater and arts and making sure that every kid is able to do them. I probably shouldn't have gotten a research research grant money for that. Not a lot of colleges would have done that, but Emporia State gave me that opportunity, and I was able to do that program and get some really cool, well, unconventional research out of it. Mm. Um, and it was purely of social impact, social entrepreneurship. Um, so Emporia lets you do those things and lets you get out of college what you're supposed to get out of college, those practical experiences. And I've seen other schools. I have friends at other schools. I took a guest semester at a different school, and not every school is like that. Um, Emporia is very special in that regard. That's something that I've noticed. Emporia State is a very community-driven university that it focuses right. not only on its like student, faculty, employee community, but like the entire Emporia, Kansas community. Mm -hmm. And even like the, I know that we have um, things for like the high school for. Um, just residents of Emporia and that's something yeah I first of all I never expected out of a town that's this small I thought it, everyone was and I also have like this perception that uh, people from the United States are very um, independent mm -hmm. and like they're not very like um, community centered people but Emporia has definitely proven me wrong because here everyone is just so I don't know, it's a very close, tight-knit community that maybe you would expect out of the international community here. Everyone, like, the internationals gravitating towards each other. But then here, everyone is, like, all, like, just a huge community. And mm -hmm. just everyone is, you know, like, we know we're all part of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And we all have the same mission, and we're going to yeah. do it together. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> right. And uh, I actually want to add on to that because that's something that I felt, like, when I left home. Mm -hmm. I was very, um, it took me a little while to settle in, but mm -hmm. I feel because of that community sense, um, it really helped me settle in faster mm -hmm. than I think I would. So, kudos, Emporia State. <laughs> kudos. Um, so, I actually wanted to ask you, I know you have just started, like, you know, this new, how long have you been in the master's program? Um, since a few weeks after I graduated, so like May 28th. Okay. Oh, wow. That so was like... Just about a year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I was going to say you just started, but maybe you ha you've had like your fair share of time there. Do you know what you like? Instead of asking you like, oh, what do you want to do like after? Like, mm -hmm. I, we have this question that we like asking is like, what would you be the happiest investing your time on mm -hmm. later on in the future? I Actually, that same programming I was talking about a second ago, um, that's... I really... Um, I didn't know that was such a strong passion of mine until some different Emporia State events and some classes helped me to hone in on it. But that's really a huge passion of mine. I think um, people with functional disabilities, so um, not necessarily like ADHD or dyslexia, but more like autism, Down syndrome, like your more severe disabilities. Mm -hmm. I just don't feel like these individuals have a lot of support. Um, and so that's just something I'm really passionate about. I'm passionate about involving them in communities, making sure that, you know, buildings and jobs are truly accessible, making sure they earn a living wage. They're not restricted by legal um, aspects. Um, so part of IDT is I am really wanting in the, sometime in the future to develop 
um, learning programs and maybe like museum exhibits kind of things that these students can access since they're not um, they're not originally intended for these students. Uh, my mom's a special education teacher uh, for this population and she's really struggled with Zoom learning, trying to get her students up to par and um, learning the things that they need um, because Zoom's not quite the best uh, modem for learning, but instructional te um, technology designs can, they, they can bring it down to that level and they can make it more personalized learning and more effective learning. So I'm really interested. I'm teaching myself to code right now, which also came from IDT. <laughs> I wasn't Yay. supposed to, but yeah, but I'm learning. I really want to create some of those learning applications for those students and really continuing that adaptive arts. And I don't know if it'll ever be a full-time job, but it's definitely something I want to pursue and I want to make sure it's available. So That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and if you ever need help or just want to like talk about coding, I'm right here. I love coding because I'm an informatics I'm a graduate student, uh, but I'm, I don't know every single language. I'm mm -hmm. most familiar with R, R Studio, okay. but I also like learn about C. I don't know if you know C, C+. Plus. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I really like coding and programming. I'm definitely going to connect with you. <laughs> Yay. This is awesome. Making friends with the podcast. This is great. This is great. This is great. Okay, so um, this year, I mean, it's we're almost in mid-February, but um, we know that you're going to graduate pretty soon. Um, is there anything else that you're looking forward to in the remainder of this year? For, like, from school? No, just in life general, in life, general? anything that you're looking forward to <laughs> that, you know, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm going to go for it. I'm, I'm going to be getting married this year, so I'm really excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. There we go. I, yeah. Yeah. Getting to spend the rest of my life with my favorite person. I'm very oh. excited for that. That's awesome. That's so and sweet. We had the privilege of, uh, you know, interviewing your favorite person. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. Oh, yeah. I feel like for everyone listening, it's going to be interesting hearing both both, both interviews. Sides. Yeah. Yeah. We. That's another thing Emporia State gave me was my fiance so oh. very grateful for that is it weird using the word fiance now? it is <laughs> we go back and forth over whether like fiance we really like life partner that's that's oh, kind yeah. of our favorite word right now um husband and wife is is a little too far and fiance is a little too fancy so. <laughs> <laughs> but life partner it's I, I really like the word partner i mm -hmm. just feel like it's very inclusive everyone feel like they feels like they can use it and yes. they don't necessarily have to explain mm -hmm. anything just like right. a partner it makes sense and after a while boyfriend girlfriend especially is like mm, i think we're past that yeah <laughs> right, yeah right, right. oh yeah. yeah partner is perfect so speaking of and i think we can wrap up the podcast um on that note um have you had any i'm sure you have like any moments where you thought like um that was odd like when an international student said something did something and I'm, you can have full permission to talk about your international partner <laughs> all you want so i have been thinking about this question for a while <laughs> i've been going through all of the things that i've experienced because um I'm, I'm dating an international student. I have a friend group full of international students. But honestly, I don't, uh, I don't so know many if things stories. are weird. Yeah, there's so many stories. It, 
or like there's, interesting. Yeah, yeah, there's things that are so different from like what I experienced because I grew up in a town of about 200 people. Oh, wow. There was not a lot of differences anywhere. <laughs> Everything was kind of the same. Everybody knows each other. And so, and things had been done the same way for 50 years kind of thing. Um, so I think, you know, little things here and there, like boarding schools were kind of interesting. Different foods were kind of interesting. But I honestly, I think my favorite thing about being friends and, and dating in, an international student is like kind of how the same we all are. Like, mm. is that hokey? That's probably hokey. But <laughs> like, no matter like what, no matter what language you speak, no matter like who, you know, like people have their own passions and drives and they have the way they grew up and it may or may not have been influenced by the culture they were a part of. Um, but there's also a lot of the things that were the same. So my partner and I, we, we like the same books growing up. We had very similar experiences with, um, with going to school, with being with our friends, with things we were interested in. So I don't know. I just think that's really fun. I think it's really entertaining. Um, but yeah, I also learn a lot of things. I, I love I love calling myself the dumb American, or as my friends call me, the colonizer. Colonizer. <laughs> can we use that word in this podcast? <laughs> oh, can we? I don't know. I think we can. It was it was after Black Panther that I started to be called the colonizer. <laughs> I hope you don't call her that now. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> but I love it. But I love it. I love like all the differences. I love learning things from a different perspective, yeah. learning the same histories from a different perspective, filling in gaps in my own knowledge. So yeah. I, it's not it's not interesting. It just makes the picture complete. It's not different. It's not weird. I know. I'm Aww. sorry. I'm being pokey again. No, I, I, I love that answer. I love it so much. <laughs> That's yeah. so great. Oh, I'm really happy we had you on today. Yeah, Claire, this, Claire, this was awesome. Was so yeah, was I really almost fun. said Clarissa. <laughs> no, Clarissa, Clarissa. Yeah, this was really fun. Um, thank you so much for your time. Um, for coming out, I guess I'm, I'm back to the weather. It's super cold outside. Oh, yeah, we appreciate you yeah, so, thank you so much, much. working on the cold.